O oh, send out thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. O oh, Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my way. Unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 22 on page 366. My God, my God, look upon me, why hast thou forsaken me, and art so far from my health and from the words of my complaint? O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season also I take no rest. And thou continuest holy, O thou worship of Israel. Our fathers hoped in thee, they trusted in thee, and thou didst deliver them. They called upon thee and were holpen. They put their trust in thee and were not confounded. But as for me, I am a worm and no man, a very scorn of men and the outcast of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out their lips and shakes their heads, saying, He trusted in the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him if he will have him. But thou art he that took me out of my mother's womb. Thou wast my hope when I hanged yet upon my mother's breast. I have been left unto thee ever since I was born. 
Thou art my God, even from my mother's womb. O go not from me, for trouble is hard at hand, and there is none to help me. Many oxen are come about me. Fat bulls of Bashan close me in on every side. They gape upon me with their mouths, as it were a ramping and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart also in the midst of my body is even like melting wax. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my gums, and thou bringest me into the dust of death. For many dogs are come about me, and the counsel of the wicked layeth siege against me. They pierce my hands and my feet, I may tell all my bones. They stand staring and looking upon me. They part my garments among them, and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord. Thou art my succor, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth. Thou hast heard me also from among the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto the, my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. O praise the Lord, ye that fear him. Magnify him, all ye of the seed of Jacob, and fear him, all ye seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the low estate of the poor. He hath not hid his face from him, but when he called unto him, he heard him. My praise is of thee in the great congregation. My vows will I perform in the sight of them that fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. They that seek after the Lord shall praise him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember themselves and be turned unto the Lord and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before him. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. All such as be fat upon earth have eaten and worshipped. All they that go down into the dust shall kneel before him, and no man hath quickened his own soul. My seed shall serve him. They shall be counted unto the Lord for a generation. They shall come, and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born, whom the Lord hath made. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirteenth chapter of Genesis. Then Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him to the south. Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel, to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abraham called on the name of the Lord. Lot also, who went with Abraham, had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them, that they might dwell together for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdmen of life, Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So Abraham said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me, if you take the left, then I will go to the right, or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. 
And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go toward Zoar. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, Lift your eyes up now, and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Then Abraham moved his tent and went and dwelt by the terebinth trees of Marmory, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourteenth verse of the ninth chapter of St. Mark. And when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them, and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed, and running to him, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, What are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son, who has a mute spirit, and whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, O oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And he became as one dead, so that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, 
why could we not cast it out? So he had said to them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. With thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not that Holy Spirit from us. O Lord God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything that we do, Mercifully grant that by thy power we may be defended against all adversity, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, the knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty Everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, 
neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Good morning, everyone. Just a quick thoughts about today's lessons. Um, because we celebrated uh, St. Matthias yesterday, we had to uh, skip a couple sections. And so the, the chapter that we missed yesterday of Genesis was where Abram is promised by God the land of Canaan. That's where his descendants will, will become mighty in a sense. And so he, he trusts in God and moves and goes to this land. Yet immediately when things get kind of tough there, there's a famine in the land, he picks up and takes his wife and heads off to Egypt to outlast the famine. He goes to where it's, it's fruitful. And so this is the first mention of, of Egypt in, in the, the Bible. And what happens there is Abram allows fear to control him. He does not trust in God and leaves and goes to Egypt. And then once he's there, he's fretful about what happens. His wife is incredibly beautiful. So he says, you know, if people see you, they're going to want you. And if I'm your husband, they're going to kill me and take you away. Instead, let's tell everyone that we're brother and sister. And so, in essence, instead of just outright killing me and taking you, what would likely happen is they'll try to woo me in order to gain you. And so, by that way, I will remain alive. And so, he's jeopardizing his, his wife's honor in order to protect himself, in essence. And his wife is, is beautiful enough that she catches the eyes of Pharaoh. And when the, 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 it's talking about Pharaoh, we should not think of it as necessarily the actual Pharaoh, you know, sitting on the throne of Egypt, but more like when we say the White House or the office of the president, the, the powerful court of Egypt is catches, is, she catches their eye, and so she is taken away to court, in essence. And Abraham is indeed rewarded with riches and things like this. Yet, then Pharaoh's household is visited by what we can say is plagues. It's punished for this offense of, of God's... Uh, special people, the ones that he's looking out after. And so we should see connections here with eventually what happens in the Exodus. You know, in later times, the, the, the male child will, of Israel will be under threat and the beautiful women will be taken into court and stuff and in essence, taken over by uh, Egyptians' ways, and God visits vengeance upon them in order for them to be released. And we should see Abraham's 
decisions here, you know, the 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 authors of the Bible don't explicitly state whether this is a good or bad thing. The Bible always takes pains to point out that the patriarchs, the leaders are still fallible humans and they still falter and they still do things that aren't necessarily always the best. These aren't mythical heroes who always do the right thing. These are not cardboard cutouts. They are real flesh and blood human beings and these things actually happen. And so this should highlight for us this, our constant push and pull of our relationship with God and how we can go from trusting and not trusting and how it's always a something that we have to work on. And this is highlighted in our New Testament passage. And this episode takes place immediately preceding the um, transfiguration. And so here we see both the disciples unable to do something. And at the same time, Jesus is, is noting that throughout his earthly ministry, he's been performing these miracles. And when his disciples are unable to cure this boy of this demon, there's a, a bunch of carping and complaining from the people who are, are around here. And he's highlighting the fact that this generation does not believe in him or in reality in God and his promises for Israel. What they have been focused on is them as faith healers, as these magical people who do these miracles. And yet, when things don't go exactly according to plan, they start to complain and start to criticize. And so this is, should highlight for us one fact here about what the, the disciples are going through when they are confronted with this, the inability to cure this boy, is that Jesus brings out the necessity of prayer and fasting. These you know, we often think of the Christian life as being hard in the beginning when we're coming to terms with things and that we, we have this false notion that it'll get easier as we progress. And the truth is that things will still be tough. We still have to work on these things and we still have to enter into these things with effort. We still have to pray, we still have to fast, we still have to do these things and increase in our spiritual journeys to, to pro progress. And then finally, the, 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 the prayer that the Father offers of, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, is very important and highlights the fact that belief can be a feeling. It can be this absolute a surety of trust in things and where there's no question, but it's also a decision that we make. So, yes, we can feel that we trust God, and that's something that we all work on, but there are going to be times when our feelings don't match what we profess to believe. 
And that means that we have to work and trust in God. And trusting in God does not always come with this feeling of confidence. It does not always come with this absolute certainty that things will happen as God says. Sometimes we have to just trust in God and go forward and ask him to help our unbelief. This is always the work of the Christian life is to profess our belief, but still work on our unbelief. It's always a work of prayer and of fasting, of coming to terms with our own frailty and letting God overcome our, our faults and our frailty. It means submitting to him with humility and thinking of our belief as a submission to him and not as something that we possess or something that we do or something that we have. It's a reliance on him giving us what we don't have. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Give ye them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend.
All right. Thank you. Great uh, meditation. Really. Great meditation. Uh, Thank you, Deacon John. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Hi, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.